Howdy folks, it is Dom here, hope all is going well. It is now time for the travel section of the Mind Your Own Business show. And on today's show we're finding out what it's like to live the dream abroad. Yes, do what you love best, but do it in a foreign country. We often dream of it, especially on days when it's uh, lashing it down with rain and freezing cold here in the UK. Often, I know my mind goes to warmer climes and thinking, would I do better? Would I be a better person? Would life be easier if I lived in a sunnier clime? Uh, on today's show, we're finding out from our expert guest. We'll find out what happens when you do move abroad and take your whole life to a foreign land. That's what's happening right here. On Mind Your Business. Whether you're broadening your horizons or giving yourself a break, it's the NYOB show. Travel, it's the place to be. To help us work out if the expat life is for you, we're going to speak to Lee Bullen. Now, Lee is an author and he's living at the moment on Tenerife and has done for a while. Lee is joining us on Skype. You know, the recession may have ended here in the UK, but in certain parts of Europe, it is still very, very difficult. So, Lee, what is it actually like on the ground every day trying to earn a living in a foreign country? Five, six years ago in Tenerife, for example, which is the island I'm on, um, house prices had come up, property had just come up to UK standards almost. You know, uh, there's a lot of, lot of um, second home buyers from particularly Britain and Germany. Um, that we're investing over here, um, and the prices went up to to match that. But but the prices actually, for example, taking taking Tenerife, the prices have dropped right down during the crisis. So it, it's it's actually a very good time to buy on islands like this right now. If you've got the money, the, the properties come right down. So there's been some studies recently in terms of like what what areas of the world get the best sunshine, you know, and or the most days of sun, and, and with, without the harsh conditions, that kind of thing, and. And the Canary Islands do uh, the best in the world for, for, for weather, basically, which it goes back to their old nickname of the Fortunate Islands, which, mm. which Britain, Britain used to refer to them as um, several hundred years ago. You know, yeah, um, yeah. It, the, yeah it's, it's glorious weather wise, climate wise. Uh, it's glorious. I remember I went to Fortaventura in December. Uh, which is one of the Canary Islands. Yeah. And uh, it was absolutely stunning. It was like 25 degrees in the middle of December. Yeah, it was like that this Christmas as well. We had a barbecue this Christmas. Uh, it's yeah. a subtropical climate, but you, and you, you're not always guaranteed it in, in the winter. Mm. Or, you, you know, if you have a two-week period, a two-week holiday, for example, in, in, in the winter, you, you know, you might expect a, a few a few bad days, maybe yeah. maybe even half, half of that time um, under cloud or with a bit of rain. But, but you know, every so often... In fact, the last few years, yeah, the, the winters have been very nice if, if you um, if you come for the winter sun. Um, so, has do you reckon then the digital? You know, obviously, the sun makes life a bit easier, obviously. But uh, has the digital age helped with living abroad? It's probably helped in 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 terms of keeping in contact with friends and family from from you know from where you're from. Um, Certainly, in in that respect, you know, skyping and video calling and all that kind of stuff, and and WhatsApping, it's it's no problem at all. Just to always be in contact with with people back home now. But as we were saying before, um, in terms of being a freelancer, you, you you've also got contact, international contact with all over the world. So in my case, a writer able to to market my book in the world from this tiny little island on by by a laptop. So it's it's. Uh, it's a godsend, really, the digital age. It's, it takes away that um, that claustrophobic feeling that, that people used to have living on a small island. 
on a remote island back in the day i could imagine that would have been a hard thing to publish and market a book and what have you uh, but i suppose nowadays it's much easier for you yeah i probably wouldn't have considered it 10 years ago but I, but obviously you're able to do it now um not only because of the market the 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 amazon kindle market that, that's come about in recent years but also just yeah the, the the amount of the choice that you have in terms of keeping in contact with with family but also you know readers followers other businesses it's it's very easy now I would assume you can sell via Amazon.co.uk and the .co.uk sites from where you are at the moment. It's available on all the Amazon platforms. But yeah, I have, it sells very well in America, actually, even though I've written it uh, in UK English. And it has uh, a very British um, tone to it. I think the sense of humor is kind of the, the more dry, the, the dry sense of sense of humor that we're more used to in, in the UK. Subtle undertones, you know, which I much prefer to the to the sort of in-your-face style of America. But it's actually been selling very well in the States, um, which has been very encouraging and unexpected. But again, the digital age allows me to, to take advantage of that. Mm. And so with the digital age, do you have to travel to and forth the UK for work or can you do pretty much everything from where you are in the world? Do you know what? I haven't been back to the UK for 18 months, which is the, it's the longest time. I used to, I used to travel regularly. With the crisis, it has become far more expensive to get back. So that's one factor. Uh, and the other factor is I, I, I kind of just don't need to. Um, you can do it all from an internet cafe or a bar. You know, I like as a writer, I like to. I can work from home, but I like to pop out, have drink coffees all day long, and and, uh, and do my stuff um, in, a, in a bar somewhere on, yeah. on Wi-Fi. So it's very easy. So how is the Wi-Fi and, you know, the 3G network on Tenerife then? Is it pretty uh, standard with the rest of the EU? I would imagine so. Um, I hear people complaining that it hasn't quite got the, 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 the speeds of, um, you know, the mainland, say. But how fast do you need it? It's, it's certainly fast enough for me to, to, do, to do the bits I need to do. Maybe not top of the range, but, yeah. but good enough. Finally then, if others are thinking... I want to go somewhere greener, I want to go somewhere brighter, uh, want to move abroad, get a bit of a different experience in life. What are the things you should be thinking about before you go away? Um, well, if it's, if it's at the moment, obviously think about the economic crisis because uh, where I am in, in, in Spain, not just Spain, it's, it's actually 2,000 miles um, off, off the coast of Morocco, as the Canarians really are, um, very isolated, and uh, Spain's going through a tough time the islands are going through an even worse time. So, um, yeah, if, you, if, you, if you're thinking about somewhere like Greece, Portugal, Spain, Italy, which are obviously the attractive places in terms of climate, think about the work, the, work, the labour market and, and the work situation. Um, also think about language barrier. I was, I was quite lucky in that I came out with a Spanish partner, so um, she was able to, to guide me through cultural differences, language barriers, paperwork, and, and obviously in a lot of these countries, the paperwork can be incredible. Another big factor, honestly, you can't imagine how annoying that it can be. Even after 13, 13 years living here, I, I still can't get used to the, the whole bureaucratic nature of, of, of Spain, really. It's, uh, it's incredible the loops you have to jump through to get anything done. So if you can make, a, make your way carve out a little a career where you're, you're happy, you're ticking over, you, or you've got a, you're making a, hopefully a, a good income, then then it's uh, it can be a very, very pleasant place to live. But there are a lot of people struggling and there's a lot of people that have gone back. There was a big British expat community here a few years ago. And I would say 
you know, probably half of them have gone back in, in recent years. Yeah. And a lot, of, a lot of people have had to, had to sort of, they would have bought uh, property at a very high price and had to, would have had to let it go very cheaply because properties drop right down, um, especially second homeowners. You know, they just, there's no time, there's no time to wait for things to get better. Just, there's a lot of, there's a lot of bargains out there. Um, so a lot of people have just been um, selling and, and getting away and getting back. I know a lot of people that have had to do that. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. There is very, very cheap properties out there, uh, especially, as you say, in Tenerife. Uh, but it's having doing, as we always say, so do your research. Make sure it's the place where you want to go and that there is something out there for you and you can do the work which you want to do while you're out yes. there, I suppose. Yeah, and obviously if it is a small island, even in the best of times, and I've been living here in, uh, in, during the boom times as well, it's still limited if, you, if, if you're used to that, that UK style of life, the kind of the job hopping and, and you've got aspirations and ambition. When you come to a small island, you know, suddenly opportunities are very, are very, well, they're very small. They're very, and very closed. And if you get into a company, you're probably not going to pr- progress too high in there. And if you're going to start your own business, you've got to think you've got a much smaller market. Um, it's a foreign market that, you know, predominantly that, that you're going to try and to, you're trying to uh, market towards. So again, all the factors, foreign language, all that kind of stuff, you know, you've got to get up to speed with that stuff. And it's not easy. It's not easy at all. 13 years and I'm still learning Spanish, you know. Yeah. That was self-published writer Lee Bullen, who now lives in Tenerife. Thank you very much for joining us via Skype. So if you want to know more about living the dream abroad, we've actually got another podcast you might be interested in a past show uh, a lady called molly pickavay who is a blogger who used to live in the uk but now lives in spain uh, she told us what it was like to live the dream in a foreign language in a place where they don't speak english as a first language you can check that out via the podcast on the website go to myobshow.com that's myobshow.com head over to episode four so you go to the blog Inside the blog, you'll see a title, which is episode four. Click on that. It'll have all the ways you can play, listen and download the show right there. Mind your own business. Tune in, turn on, opt out.